on the Living List Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Terry Goodlad with my beautiful wife, Anna Tigre. This is episode one of the Living Blessed Podcast. Uh, it's uh, welcome everybody. Yeah, welcome everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is our life. This is uh, the bearing our souls. The whole the whole premise behind. Let's talk about the whole premise behind the Living Blessed podcast, Anna. What what was what, what was your, we what thinking? were your thoughts? Yeah, what were you <laughs> what were your thoughts on? You know, I, I think like why I think God gives us experiences that are hard or painful or challenging, whatever you want to label it. And what I believe is that we go through them so we can help others that might be going through something similar. And by well, doing you, that, you, we you, make sense of things. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, that's what you've been doing, really, is that uh, as a foster, we, we were foster parents for five years. We just, we just uh, canceled our license. Yes. So you call cancel it? We burned it. <laughs> <laughs> we just closed our license that's, that's what a, that's it. an inside that's joke that every foster parent yeah. will get <laughs> it's uh, a beautiful but very yeah. hard calling yeah it was uh five years and it was uh, a very very i would say chronically stressful five years mm-hmm. um but also I think uh, the most pivotal five years of my life. And I, I mean, I'm, I've been through a lot. You've been through a lot, yeah. but this was uh, the most po- good, the most positive change in my life took place. In the last God knew what he was kids. doing when um, he called me and I dragged you along. Oh, man, did you ever? <laughs> and uh, it was always like, no, no, no. Let's just, let's just take the classes and then we well, don't need to but, do anything. We just need to get our license and but see my how thing we is, feel. Uh, you want I'm 62 now. We were, we did this. We started this when I was 57. Right. And I'm thinking You're I want to good at math. But I'm thinking I I want to retire at some point. I was getting tired at that point. I wanted mm-hmm. to retire and uh, and wanted to travel the world, do all the things retired people do with you and I and. <laughs> And then it's like, now we're starting all over. It's like, okay, I'll never, like the decision for me was, I will never see a day of retirement for the rest of my life. I will never live to see a day of retirement. And who are you kidding? Would you ever actually retire? (laughs) First of all, let's start with that. No, No, but I mean, it's, it's, no, you think of, you think of the energy you need to keep up with kids. Yep. And uh, no, I'm not. And I wanted to originally start with older kids. You wanted to start with babies. Yep. And so it's just like, oh, so then we did babies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we did. (laughs) No, I I think I don't regret any of it, though. I mean, it was, it was, um, I think this, I I see the logic, and that's the whole thing. Like, um, when you are a Christian, when you believe in God and you believe that God has a plan that is better than anything we could come up with. And he's given it to your wife. <laughs> no, but seriously. And your it, wife is it, very it, stubborn. It, um, you don't stand You know, things that make sense in the natural don't really match up with what he has for or us. Or things that don't make sense in the natural. Don't exactly. Match up with and, and uh, you know, I, I would agree with you, but I just felt like, you know, this is, this is a... This is a calling. It, I just, it, I, I don't under, I don't understand it because if you had asked me any time up to five years ago, if I would ever be a foster parent, I would be like, you're 
out of your mind. Right. You know, I, um, it, it has now, never been we, in we, me. We never had, neither of us had an issue with adopting. No. But it was being a foster parent. And, and the right. whole idea, now, the reality of foster parenting is that you, you go to school and you learn about dealing with troubled kids. For, for three months, yeah. Yeah, and, and then you come away from that, hopefully squared away in your head and like that, you get licensed. You come and away then, knowing just enough to know that you don't know anything. <laughs> right, and then, and then you start this process and you take this child in and it's, an ex, it's you know, having a, just starting with a child, anybody that's had a child, right? right. The first one, right? You know, it's the one you encase in glass and yeah. you know, don't let anything happen. By the third one, you know, you're handing them butcher but, knives to right. juggle with, right? But, but the, and I'm joking, of course. And, but, uh, but on top of that, you're dealing with sometimes um, kids with medical challenges, Mm-hmm. delays, you know, from drug exposure, stuff like that. Most, most, most kids in, most kids in foster care have been yeah. drug exposed. I mean, they've come into care because they have either been neglected, abused, <laughs> abused, or uh, had drug exposure in the womb. Yeah. Or, uh, it's been some traumatic event, right. you know, uh, it could be a car crash and the parents were killed right. and they've got no place else to go. And yeah. or they went to jail or, or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's a traumatic event where they've been separated from their parents right. and, and, uh, and, and it, it could be, they were separated for the parents for, uh, like a reason that's actually going to make them feel safer, but they're still separated from their parents. And long story short, it's, it's uh, not only do you have a child, but you got a child that, okay, has experienced trauma, be that child for a second. Right. And somebody dropped you off at this stranger's house and nobody there to protect you. Mm -hmm. Nobody there to, you can run to, and you're you're terrified of these people. You're terrified of where you are. You just lost. Like it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible feeling. Right. And so and and so you deal with all that as well, right? And so and you want to do a good job of it, but ninety percent of the time you're like, oh God, what do I do? You know? Like yeah. You really get stumped, right? And and uh, so we we wisely went on and got lots of training. But the the thing I admire about what you did is you took that wisdom and you got on Facebook with these foster groups that you're in and stuff like that. And you've been a real advocate for kids, but also an advocate for foster parents and moms and helping people out and well, after teaching them when to push back against after the, the first three years being a foster parent and learning things from experience and not really having any support because I really didn't have a foster parent community at, at that time. Um, we had the people we went to school with, but we're all in the we, same boat. Right. We're all new, new, you know, oh, the things, things what you share is the, everybody's tragedies, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, I really felt a calling to share what I had learned the hard way mm-hmm. with people that were starting out. So they maybe would avoid a lot of the things that we went through. Yeah. Um, you know, and I w- obviously we can't even get into a specifics, but there's, you know, there's a lot of things that when you're new, you're just pushed around mm-hmm. by the system, treated like like you're a, a 
one dollar per hour worker mm-hmm. because yeah. that you know and you should feel privileged because <laughs> that's you know they say that you get a reimbursement yeah, believe me there i'll tell you we've had uh some of the workers have been absolutely out of this world like just yes. incredible incredible people and, and supervisors and we've also had probably one of the worst supervisors ever in dfs and probably one of the worst workers in dfs we've we had sure that did. as well and, yep. and we've had one of the worst judges who is thank god no longer a judge yes um but uh and and our case was one of the last ones that judge sat on too you know yep. and and there's a reason for that and and so there's that side of it too you know the other side of it is is that you've gotta when these kids come into your home you have to love them like they're your own children. Right. And if you don't, you're going to end up making bad decisions at some point because you're going to be tested to the max. Right. And so if you don't have it in your heart just to love this child yep. for who they are. You can't you can't see yourself as a caregiver or babysitter. No, and you can't see yourself as you're test driving this child to see whether or not you want to adopt it either. Right. You know, and that's what a lot of people do is yeah. they get into this like, oh, you know, I don't think I like Billy because, you know, I wanted a kid that wanted to play basketball, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. honestly there's been people like that yeah. you know, that we've met. And and uh Well, there's and, people like that with their own biological kids. Right. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so the the whole process uh and, and i guess i just want to get to why we did the podcast back to that original question and and it's not just a podcast but the whole living blessed thing is uh we want to well what you wanted to do is uh, you told me you wanted to share the experience of raising these kids now we've been so blessed because we got to adopt our kids yep. and so cadence emma and cole are our children now Yes. You know, they have our name and they're where they're forever family. And that means forever. Yes. And they're our kids. And, uh, and so, um, and, and it's crazy because it's an in- interesting situation because it's we, something we still have to remind our kids now. Right. The other day we were at some place and you were leaving, you were ahead with the girls and Cole started crying. Yeah. And, and I had to, I got down eye level with him and I said, son, you know, we're never leaving you behind. You know, you'll always be coming with us. And he's two years old. And this kid looks at me and he put his arms around my neck and he just squeezed me. And then he was happy after that. But he was crying because he felt like he was getting left behind. Well, and what it was is we were in a new place. Now, of course, here's the other side of the story. We were living in Las Vegas. We are no longer living in Las Vegas. Uh, Two months ago, we had no idea. (laughs) Uh, A little over a month ago, it was on the 8th of of August that we um, woke up having a birthday party. Right. And at the end of that day, we couldn't go back to our house. Right. And uh, it was kind of a nasty uh, thing. And it had to do with... One of the kids that we raised. Yeah, one of the kids we raised, and their biological parents. Right. And um, became a very dangerous situation. And uh, so we had a choice. Okay, we had to. So Terry, the SWAT cop, <laughs> wanted to stay and be like, nobody's going to threaten me. And then, but you know, I, I give this to you that um, you listen to me. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's very high probability somebody was going to make a very bad decision. Right. 
and uh, and this is what be, I said. I'd have I'd be faced with that having to defend us. Well, and that's the thing. And then I said, I said, Terry, I said, you know, you can defend us, but our kids cannot go through one more. They can't see one more tra- traumatic. No, I don't event. want to be stuck in Las Vegas for another. And that we've was always it. wanted to be somewhere else. We did. And uh, we've for always a wanted long to be, time. We always wanted to be in the East Coast. I've never wanted to be in Las Vegas. I always I wanted was there to be because near the of ocean. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Talk that's about a pretty bad good decisions. reason, baby. <laughs> but we've always wanted to be uh, on the ocean, on the East Coast, and uh, um, but we've always had something holding us there, and yeah. it's especially the last five years. And and so when this event came up, it was you that said. You know, you prayed about it, and I, I was I was pretty angry. Yeah, and uh, and I was Rightfully wanted to so. defend our our life and our home. And no, I'm not going to well, be pushed around by anybody. I don't care if they're gangbangers or not. The thing. And here's it's the not going to happen. So we went to this birthday party. <clears throat> a series of events took place, and we were not able to go back to our own home. From that day forward, from August 8th forward, we had to go stay at a hotel for our safety. And then we had to basically give away all of our furniture, all of our belongings, because we needed to empty the house as fast as possible, break our lease, Mm -hmm. put a few things, and I'm talking about documents, in storage and drive away. And that morning, so that took place late afternoon, that morning... Um, I have a friend that always sends me uh, Bible verses each morning. Mm-hmm. And that morning, I'm going to read you what she sent me. Now, she didn't know about this? No, uh, that morning. That yeah. morning, she sent me the verse of the day. Okay? okay. She gets it from somebody else. Right. Okay. So, this is what he said. Some people store up treasures in their homes here on earth. This is a short-sighted practice. Don't undertake it. Moths and rust will eat up any treasure you might store here. Thieves might break into your homes and steal your precious trinkets. Instead, put up your treasures in heaven where moths do not attack, where rust does not corrode, and where thieves are bared at the door. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's Matthew 6, 9 to 21. And we are in front of our house, with the police, and at that point, I just said, hey, can you just wait here? I'm going to pack our bags, and we're going to leave. And something reminded me of that verse, and I went back and I read it, and I was like, you know what, Terry? Everything that means something to us is in this van. It's our dogs, Mm -hmm. it's our kids, and it's us, and some of the things that we need to get through the day. And at and that point, I wasn't interested in hearing that. I was, more, no. I wanted, I, I wanted to defend our home and our family. Right. <clears throat> and I was prepared to do that. So it took me a while and wisely you had prayed that night and then you know me well and uh, you waited till the next day. Yeah. And then you told me because I was explaining what I wanted to do. Yeah. And you said, you know, I prayed about this and God gave me a very clear direction and you mm-hmm. said that he's saying, go, it's time to go. And, yeah. and, and then I, I like, are you out of your mind? And, <laughs> and then you said, and you laid it out. 
Okay, yeah. we've wanted to do this for years. Well, here we, and here's another part that was very, very hard for us because this is obedience, right? The Holy Spirit speaks to you, mm -hmm. and then you have a choice. Are you going to have faith and be obedient? Or are you going to want to have control over the situation and do your, your well, way? Well, and that's the thing. Like, we talk about faith, okay? We've got faith. Well, I believe, yes, I believe God wants us to go, but, you know, I, I just want to pray about it because I'm not clear where the money is going to come from, or i got to pray about exactly. it because I'm not clear if we want us to go now or should we wait a couple months or, yeah. you know, and the thing of it is, is there's the other thing, and that's obedience. And if he tells you to go, you go. And, uh, and what you told me, and I was getting nothing because I think I was so consumed by... Your anger. I was saying, yeah, I was very, very angry. And I'm not going to get chased around by anybody. I don't care if they're gangbangers or not. They're not chasing us around. And, and uh, so, okay. We've, okay. You want to go that way? We'll go that way, right? Right. And it was kind of like that. And that's where I was at. And uh, like you always do, you know, the next day it was... Um, you didn't even address that part. You just said, and you didn't even address the kids. You just said, I prayed, and God said, we should go. And I'm looking at me going, are you out of your freaking mind? And then, and then you went through it point by point, and it was going like, wow, you're right. But I wasn't getting that. Right. But I had faith that God was talking to you and that you were hearing it, and the reason why I wasn't is because I had another agenda. Right. You know, I wanted to. Well, and and the thing is, is that I wanted to stand for something that I thought was right. But the point is, is that, and here's what we did. Uh, you know, when you said everything, I says okay, yep. and we made the call. We had to talk to our landlord. Yeah, and lost our home. Which, by the way, and and here's what I wanted to say. Yes. Before you go down that path, this wasn't easy for me because no, even though. <laughs> I don't, I never loved Las Vegas, but let me tell you, I loved the place that we were living for the last three and a half years. Mm -hmm. I decorated and the way. our landlords are awesome. Our landlords. We love that. Like, we, I really, really, really appreciate them a lot. Yes. And they appreciate us. And it, it was a wonderful relationship with them. It was a beautiful neighborhood to, you know, all families. Like, we even knew our neighbors, which is not common in Las Vegas. Okay. Many people that follow us know that 2020 and the quarantine basically took our business away from us. Wiped our, us out. It wiped us out. We're still recovering from that. Uh, our business is barely, you know, moving forward at this point. And our business, bless bodywear. Yeah, bless yeah. my business, <laughs> my yeah. business. And then you went and you got a job and you're like you finally got to that point or your job where we got caught up on our bills well, and that's the thing this we weren't job behind wasn't just a job and you were on our way this is a career i was right. in charge of hr for two states right. and business development nationally and and some other things and it was you were my, offered a partnership it was like my dream job and exactly. like that and literally walked away from that too i resigned and, from that and, and we like literally probably the month before it was the first time that we didn't have we weren't behind on bills because mm -hmm. of 2020 we we're still catching getting up. caught up on utilities and stuff getting like caught that. up on all of it and and it's like so our first thought your first thought other than the angry 
part was like, okay, how about we rent a place at a different side of town? We save up the money and then we move. And at first I said, yes, because I'm, you know, that worries me. How are we going to pay our bills? And then the next morning was very clear. And God was like, so you're telling me that you have more faith on a job than you have on me. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't have faith. And on that's me. what you said to me. And when you said that, it was just like, wow, okay, you're right. And so we gave up our house. Yep. Or, yeah, gave up the house, walked we, away from the house. Uh, within 48 hours, all of our possessions were gone. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> we had a few things that, clothes and personal things that we put into storage. Yep. Uh, vacated the house. We were staying in hotels. Uh, somebody a blessed us with. Yes. A friend blessed us with the timeshare. Yeah. With the timeshare. And, uh, and so we were able to stay there while we got everything organized. And then we got into the vehicle. We worked all day moving. And Less so bodywear. We, we needed to Las find Vegas. a new crew to yeah. take over the production. Find somebody to take over. Well, they, they were doing production, but they had to do all the shipping and shipping all that and stuff for us. Else. And they agreed to do that. Yeah. Um, and then we got in our vehicle, not having, knowing generally which direction we were going, but not sure which state we'd be in, let alone which city. Yep. And really not having a place to go to. Right. And we just started driving. And landing somewhere <clears throat> with a family of five plus two dogs, which yeah. makes it harder. So no job, no place to live, and a van full of kids, and yeah. no idea where we're going. And, and really, we had nothing saved up for this. No. Um, and so we just started driving, and uh, we went to Colorado first. We took the long route because yeah. we had to stop there to see some people, some f close friends of ours, and we stayed with them. We were supposed to stay overnight, and we ended up staying for a couple of days. Yeah. And while I was there, I got a job offer mm -hmm. while I was there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we Which also still got, hasn't... You still don't have... Like, you have a lot of options now. No, but, but it's turned in from, from that job offer. It was a bodyguard job. Right. And that bodyguard job got postponed. Yeah. But from that came a whole bunch of other stuff. But what I'm what I'm <clears throat> saying is it's a month later and you still don't have any no, you're not, you don't have a, a paycheck. No. Still. You know, we're still trusting God. Yeah. And somehow we made it all the way over here. Yeah. Now now the options are just out of this world. Yeah. You have you know, I've got three options that are just literally out of this world. Right. Like just incredible. And uh um but the other thing is, is uh, and I'm sort of jumping ahead though, but you know, I was praying about it the other day and God said, just rest. I want you to rest. Yes. And so the hardest thing is, is I got to provide for my family. You know, we're running out of money. You know, yeah, it's like, you're going to go gonna have do? a nap. Yeah. yeah so I'm just going to take the day off and rest and maybe go to the beach because God told me to rest, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for that, that's just counter everything that I'm about and yes. everything that a man should do for his family. You at would a time have never like this. done that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go have a nap and work out and go to the beach and yeah. call it a day, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so that's just it. This, but we, on the road, got the job offer. Yeah. We were in Colorado. I was going to a football game, a high school football game, and I get a text. And it's like, wow. And, uh, uh, and, and then from there, we got contacted by two different people. And this is like, there's just, this is, 
purely from God because there is no way yep. that these people would. But anyway, two two amazing offers for places to stay. Yeah. Uh, and and the one was, okay, yeah, we'd love to go there, but why would we go there? Yeah. And, <laughs> but we didn't say no. No. Because God didn't tell us to say no. So we just kind of, okay. And then uh, when we got where we are at now, um, we're, we're in. Well, it, it, it ended up being that, that one place, we kind of said yes, but then, there was going to be a delay because there's people staying right. at so that house right a, now. So then we were offered a second place, which yes. is really where we wanted to be. And this place is just like, wow, we love it here. And it's, uh, you know, for 15 minutes from the beach and it's really, really nice. And it's, uh, but the, the other place now, now there's a business offer where I've been offered a partnership back in that other state right? where the other house is. In the same city, it's you know, crazy. it's just crazy how it's all come together. And so, uh, so the point is, is that obedience and, and, and that's the thing about faith. You know, you, you, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Right. That's why you need the faith. Right. You wouldn't need faith if you knew how the story ended. But it's not until you is. relinquish control that you can hear and God. And that's the thing. You want to have faith. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll go, but you know, we're going to go here first, but we've got to have a place that, you know, right. and it's like, no, he said, just go. He didn't tell us anything else. So we just went yeah. and we went literally on faith and obedience. We just did it yeah. and everything is unfolded and we've gotten here now. And, and that's just thing like, okay, we're here, got these great options that are there, but they're just options right now. And he's telling me to rest and I'm going, I know. okay, but when I was, I wasn't obedient until a couple of days ago. And then since that, things are moving forward again. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, and our, but, but here's the thing. And, and I go back to all of this, you know, right now we're talking about money. We're talking about the things that everybody listening to this can identify with. And that's being broke, yep. that fear of being broke, not having a place to live, having to raise your kids. You need money. You need a job. You need this and this and this and this. In all of this, what we gain from all this is we spent 10 days on the road with our kids, stopping and seeing fun stuff and having an adventures at every stop and staying at fun, cool places every night, you know, that was off the beaten track or some weird, there's a story about every place we were at. Yeah. We're getting here now, and every day we're together. Now, understand that the month of June, we were in California. In the whole month, there were three nights that I took time off to go watch a sunset with you guys. Yeah. I wasn't in a good mood. I had no patience. Right. I wasn't. You were working from three in the morning. I was getting up at three fifteen in the morning, out the door at three thirty in the morning, and I'm getting back at ten to eleven o'clock at night every night. So I saw my kids and you sleeping for a month. Yeah, and that was it. And you know, when when my kids would when we go anywhere and they'd go, "Daddy's coming." really daddy's coming you know they couldn't believe i'm going with them anywhere and then when they would see me i was just so tired and so stressed that i i had no patience for anybody well all that's gone away now and these kids are the happiest they've ever been and we are the closest we've ever been yeah they're the best behaved they've ever been and they're learning they're happy like it's just 
with each day, you know, it, it, and it's funny because they are, and then they get triggered and they remember, mm -hmm. you know, all the loss, all the trauma, everything mm -hmm. that we just went through. And but we process so it. we process together, which makes us closer. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's just crazy seeing all of it. And, and so I just see God's hand in that too. He's just saying rest and I'm resting. And now I've got all kinds of patience and I could care less about work or who's calling or who's texting or I, I don't feel like I got to answer anything. I'll get to it when I get to it, Yeah, you know, and, uh, and I'm looking at the options and there's some really, really, really good ones there. When I say that, I mean financially. Yeah. And then there's others that are decent, but maybe don't carry the same prestige or yeah. the same level of importance, but they would afford me more time with my family. And so I'm looking at everything differently. Right. Because when you're in that rat race, you know, a lot of what we were doing is I was busting my butt to save up money to move to where we are. Right. We're and, already here now. And the crazy thing is we didn't have the money, but we somehow got here. I know. And we somehow have got groceries and we somehow have rent paid. And we, you know, and it's just like, wow, you know, God is just incredible. Yeah. And so it, that, that faith and obedience, I can't say enough about it. You Amen. know, read some really good devotionals too. And, and it just happens to be about faith and obedience. And, and uh, it's just like, wow, okay, I see it now. And so now you do, it's like you do anything. You know, you're afraid to jump in the water until you jump in the water. Once then you can't get out of the water, right? And, and it's like that too. It's like now I don't struggle. I only want to do what God wants me to I do. Want, I don't want to make my own decisions. No, yeah. I don't want to run anything. And yeah. that's the whole thing. And so I look at all the hard stuff and we're leaving out 99% of the hard stuff. It's been a very, very difficult time you know every part of me wants to be back there dealing with this yeah because that's the kind of man that i am but that's not how you win right this is winning right because i'm here with my family and our, my family's never been happier never been better my faith in god has never been stronger you know my peace inside has never been better and I'd be over there fighting somebody that's not worth fighting, you know, and, and nothing can be won by it. Nothing can be gained by it. And what's the point? Right. You know, and, and it always God, you know, I have to accept it. You know, we always accept that. Oh gosh, you know, found a perfect house and we got a good deal on it. You know, God's so good. You know, we, we look at it that way, but God also allows the really, really hard stuff too. He allows loss and he allows painful things and injustice. And he allows that because we benefit from that too, you know, and that will shape us. You know? and, and with that said, I was going to kind of wrap it up saying, you know, there's the one part of this puzzle that makes no sense, which is a little boy mm -hmm. that also lost everything overnight and that we tried our best for five years to protect and love and, and, raise, him and raise him with some values and knowing God and that it, it literally, it became um, a situation that we had no choice, you know, 
And we just need to trust. And that's what we remind ourselves every single day, missing him, knowing he misses us, that God has him too. Mm -hmm. And that he's a child that has such a connection with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so if we have faith for the path that he opened for us and we've seen the miracles happen, we also need to have faith that he is where he's supposed to be right now, even though we don't understand why. So if you're listening, you've been following our story, say a prayer for Kumain. He's, uh, we pray for him every day, all yes. day. Our kids pray for him every day. Our kids cry for him every day, and they miss him every day. And we've talked to him on the phone a couple times, and he misses us too. And, and yeah, so, it's very but, hard for him. But we have, to, we have to, this is all for a purpose too. Yeah. And, and there's really literally nothing we can do about it anyway. So, oh, and that's the thing. God so completely to took it out it. of our hands because we would not give up on him. So, right. exactly, <laughs> we would we would rather put ourselves in in danger than to yeah. give up on 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 a child. But uh, God said, "No, it's enough. You know, now you got to give yeah. him to me." Well, he's he's in a safe place now. Yeah, uh, which is good. But um, that's all we can say. <laughs> we know we know he's safe, and and so that's that's the important thing, and yeah. and he's loved and and like that. But he's just not with us. That's all. So, so with that living said, blessed, living blessed. It's all about you know we're on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram. Um, we have the website up soon, um, and we're going to start a vlog. We're going to start some YouTube videos. Uh, and we just want to share our family and our walk raising, you know, the whole, the whole thing, the tagline is living blessed is, uh, Anna and Terry raising their kids, uh, with God, um, in, in a wonderful, you know, amazing world, but also an unsure and an, and an ever changing world. Right. And so. Oh, I could say so much about all that. Yeah, and it's we will, be because a, that's why we have a podcast. Be, yes. <laughs> and so See with that, time. thanks for listening. Again, we're on Instagram. We will be on YouTube. It'll be livingblessed.com. That'll be the website. Love for you to come back. We'll be posting a podcast at least one a week. If we can do it, we'll do more. Thanks for listening. God bless. God bless. God bless.